For over a year now, we've understood that Donald Trump has been obstructing justice in multiple different fronts. But now we've learned that Vice President Mike Pence is doing the same thing, as well as many members of the Trump administration. Today I'll unpack and explain that, and also give a dedication to Congressman Elijah Cummings, who passed away early this morning. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. Just last week, right here on the podcast, I spoke about how urgent I believe it is that Donald Trump be impeached. And if you have not yet joined our team, we have a brand new team at 67senators.com, where you can contact not just your senator, but all of the senators to demand that they also support the impeachment of Donald Trump. This is going to blow your mind because only two senators have fully come on board to say that they would vote for Donald Trump to be impeached and removed from office. Just two. A lot of them have hinted about it, talked about it, but only two are officially on board. You can go to 67 senators right now, 67senators.com, and see who those two senators are and contact all of the rest. You know, last week when I spoke about how urgent I believe it is that Donald Trump be impeached, it was because of a letter that he wrote obstructing justice, saying that he would not participate, he would not respond to any subpoenas, any congressional inquiries, that he would not participate in anything they were doing related to impeachment. I want to double down on that because I think what is happening in our nation right now is way more of an emergency than we understand But now it's not just Donald Trump. Yesterday, the fourth person connected to Donald Trump's new personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, was just arrested this week. Mind you, Donald Trump's previous personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is in federal prison right now. And now four different business partners of his new attorney have each just been arrested this week. And experts say they believe it's only a matter of time before Rudy himself is arrested. Former Ambassador John Bolton, who I cannot stand, recently resigned from the White House a few weeks ago. John Bolton, of all people, was said to have told his team that Rudy was such a quote-unquote hand grenade that he was going to take down the entire administration. Rudy's associates that were just arrested were arrested for illegally funneling money from a foreign government into the Trump campaign. Now, that's one level of criminality that we see going down right now. But since I last spoke about this here on the podcast, something else wild has happened. I told you how Donald Trump wrote a letter to Congress saying that he was not going to respond to any subpoenas and that he would not participate in the investigations. Well, this week, Vice President Mike Pence said the same thing. So did multiple members of the Trump administration. And this is illegal. Right now, as we speak, Chelsea Manning is in prison for failure to comply with a subpoena. Let me be clear. If you or any one of us, if I was ever subpoenaed to testify in court or before Congress, if any of us refused to do so, we would be arrested and jailed until we complied. That's what happens. The failure to comply is what's called obstruction of justice. It is a crime. Rudy Giuliani's legal team 
sent their own letter to Congress saying that he simply would not participate in their investigation. And what's wild, he is not even a member of the Trump administration. He is just an everyday citizen now openly, blatantly, publicly saying, no, I will not participate. I will not comply. I will not testify under oath. And so what we have right now is an entire administration and and people outside of that administration connected to it who are openly, brazenly breaking the law and refusing to participate with the demands of Congress. Now, I know that what I'm about to say is History 101, but Congress is a co-equal branch of the United States government. Donald Trump is not a king. The presidency is not his kingdom. But right before our very eyes, he is absolutely making the White House and the presidency into a dictatorship. At the moment in which the president, the vice president, and their administration, and their personal attorneys and friends, at the moment in which they refuse to reply to a congressional demand that they testify, it's crossed over. Now, maybe you're listening to this and thinking, damn, Sean, they crossed over a long time ago. Let me explain the difference. It's one thing for us to loathe Trump for his bigotry, for his horrible and cruel policies, for his 13,000 lies, or for his general meanness and crudeness and racism and misogyny. I loathe him for all of those things. Trump is a horrible person. But part of living in a democracy is that our nation is allowed to elect horrible people. Trump and his whole administration have now crossed the line far past just being horrible. They are now blatantly, publicly breaking the law for the whole world to see. And they are doing it publicly on purpose because they are operating under philosophy that if you commit crime in public, it's no longer a crime. That's why Donald Trump is now saying things like, China, would you please investigate Joe Biden? He got on the microphone and said that before the press. Because what he's wanting to do is say, hey, these illegal things that I'm saying privately, uh, I'm saying them publicly, therefore they're not illegal. As if you write an open public letter to Congress saying I refuse to testify, that a public crime is still a crime. You doing it publicly is, does not negate its illegality. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Mueller report, though, detailed private moments where they believe Trump obstructed justice. But now his obstruction is public. And I have an action step, and I hope many of you have all taken this action step. I have an action step that I want us all to take together, all right? Action, 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 steps, take action, 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 steps. Right now, a majority of the members of the House have come forward to say that they would vote to impeach Donald Trump. And so the majority of the House has already come forward to say yes. It has now crossed the line where I would vote for his impeachment. And that investigation is fully underway. It's that investigation that Trump is refusing, that Mike Pence, that Rudy Giuliani and others are refusing to participate in. But for Trump to ever be removed from office, it will take the votes of 67 senators. Now, you may look at the current collection of senators and say, we'll never get there. Well, Right now, only two senators have come forward to say that they would vote for Donald Trump to be impeached and removed from office. Just two. 
And we need you to call and tweet every other senator to let them know that you want them to be on board. We made a very simple website, 67senators.com, and it's tracking which senators are on board. And if you go there now, I want you to go there. Okay, so please go there to see who's on board. Just two senators. If you go to 67senators.com, that's the number six, the number seven, senators.com. If you go there from your phone, we have a brand new tool that will allow you to call each senator just with the push of a button. You don't have to dial an extension or anything else. Just push the button. Even if we are just able to increase the number this week from two senators to four, from two to ten, we need momentum. And we need senators to begin getting fully on board for impeachment. Do not be fooled. Dozens of senators have said they support Trump being impeached, listen closely, in the House. But they don't vote in the House. So it's easy for them to say they support it in the House. We need to know if they support him being impeached and removed in the Senate. Again, you could go right now to 67senators.com, and there you can learn who is on board, who isn't, and you can be a part of the process of helping us impeach Donald Trump. Next, let me give just a quick dedication to Congressman Elijah Cummings, a lion of a man in the United States Congress who passed away early this morning. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. Ha! Early this morning, I got the news, as many of you may have as well, that Congressman Elijah Cummings of Baltimore passed away. Um, Many of us understood that he had several ailments, but we did not know that he was sick unto death. In fact, he had been in hospice care at least over the past week and had not done a congressional roll call vote since 9-11. So for at least the past few weeks, he had been struggling so much that he wasn't even able to make it to the House, uh, to Congress, I mean. But um, I, I don't know that the United States understands, uh, that, the, that everyday people understand just how important he was. He was a mentor to so many new Congress people, including many of my friends who serve in Congress. He was not just a voice of reason, but he was always willing to speak truth to power and to do it with emotion and anger and passion when necessary. While he always fought hard for decorum and rules within Congress to be followed, he would regularly speak with so much courage and passion and energy in a way that we just don't normally see. It's a part of what we would call the prophetic black tradition of just fully speaking truth to power. But when uh, Democrats took back control of the House after the 2018 election, he, because of his seniority in Congress, was made the chair of several committees and Many of us got to see just how, not just how dignified he was, but how masterful he was at his job. And it's an enormous loss for Congress. His his seat is not a seat that will flip to Republicans. Uh, a, a great Democrat will be elected to that seat. I'm talking about something bigger than that. He, It's a loss for Congress because his presence, his intellect, 
his his willingness to say often what nobody else would say, his understanding, and this is so necessary, his understanding of poverty, of economic inequality, his his understanding of 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 what injustice looks and feels like was not third party it was personal he decided even after he was elected to congress to remain in his house in the hood and he literally lived really in the in the neighborhood that the wire was filmed in i mean he lived in uh, a a rough neighborhood but stayed there because he loved baltimore fiercely he loved baltimore with his whole heart and part of why he remained in congress until his dying days was in great part because he loved representing Baltimore. And um, it's an enormous loss. And, and, and what it reminds me of is the cycle of life, is that when our elders pass away, what that means is that the mantle, the responsibility of their leadership passes on to us. And so here we are, as our elders do indeed pass on, here we are, we remain and we must pick up where he left off. We must carry the torch that has been passed on to us. So as we mourn for, for this loss and for his family and for Congress and for all the men and women who loved him and knew him as a friend and, and comrade in the struggle for justice and freedom and equality, we must not just stay in mourning. We must understand that when our elders pass away, it's a sign that it's now our time to lead with that same energy. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. Thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you listen to this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody.